Students at Campion College will, in the course of their studies in Scripture, be introduced to the Book of the Apocalypse. Now, many might argue that it would be premature to expose such young, impressionable minds to this book, especially with all of its bizarre symbols and accounts of wanton death and destruction. Indeed, the average churchgoer's exposure to this book often comes in fragments in a series of first readings. And it might be easy to get lost in the narratives of war and violence, or in finding the key to get clues into who in our world is being depicted by the woman clothed with the sun, the dragon, the beast, the whore of Babylon, and a host of other characters in this book. One small detail that is often ignored in these responses to the Book of the Apocalypse concerns a passage in chapters four and five, where the Lamb is worshipped by four winged creatures. Twenty-four elders and everything that lives in heaven and on earth and the under the earth and in the sea. Their worship begins with the familiar refrain in chapter four, verse eight: "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God the Almighty," and ends with chapter five, verse thirteen: "To the Lamb be all praise, honor, glory, power, for ever and ever." This is a song of victory we keep hearing at the Eucharist, either at the liturgy of the Word. Or in the standard parts of the liturgy of the Eucharist before the consecration of the host, what we often overlook, however, is that in the Book of the Apocalypse, this celebration of the victory of the Lamb in chapters four and five occurs before what many deem to be the key component of the Book of the Apocalypse, namely the tales of woe and annihilation, which only begin in chapter six. In other words. The accounts of cosmic wars, the destruction of the world, and the arrival of dragons, monsters, and plagues are set against the backdrop of the foreknowledge that the Lamb has already won. This is a victory that becomes confirmed in the Lamb's marriage feast in chapter 21 of the book. Christians will all too often associate the word apocalypse with the end of the world, and point to parallels between the carnage within the book of the Apocalypse and that within the world around us. As undeniable proof, now this is a parallel we must not ignore, but we must also be aware that the word apocalypse means an act of unveiling, and this detail concerning the celebration of the Lamb's ultimate victory, both at the book's beginning and end, constitutes a very precious act of unveiling of the horrors in the Book of the Apocalypse and in our world today. Tragic as they are, these travails are not the main part of the story. What is the main story is the victory of the Lamb. We should not downplay the point that the tales of destruction depicted in the Book of the Apocalypse will, as the book itself says, take place very soon. It would take a deliberate act of ignorance to not see the hints of this already taking place in our daily diet of news feeds. Christians might already, or one day, number among the victims of such stories, and in so doing. Continue the suffering of the body of Christ. In all this, however, the book of the Apocalypse tells us that such disasters, though real, are not the end of the story. They are not even the beginning of the story. They are but a phase of the story, and we know that they are a phase because the Lamb is already victorious. We can thus decipher this sick, sad world through the book of the Apocalypse. 
and understand that our journey through it all is not a dirge that ends with a dark and stormy night, but a comedy that begins with all living happily ever after. That was Dr. Matthew Tan with The Divine Wedgie. For more, visit divinewedgie.blogspot.com or cradio.com.